Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Advent is from Jeremiah, chapter 23. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives who brought up the people out of, uh, of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them, then they shall dwell in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Romans chapter 13. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to, Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ! Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please be seated. Our sermon text this day is from the Gospel reading, Matthew 21, verse 9. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Well, beloved in the Lord, Happy New Year. 
Does it sound a little strange to you uh, at the end of November? Does Happy New Year sound a little out of step with what's going on around us in our town, our state, and our country? Well, honestly, that's a good thing. You see, for Christians following the ancient and faithful pattern of the church year, we've come to a new year. It is now Advent. Outside the four walls of the sanctuary, the world is already celebrating Christmas, despite the fact that Thanksgiving leftovers still fill our refrigerators and Black Friday purchases are still accumulating in our closets and on our doorsteps. As Christians, we are noticeably out of step with the world, and that's a good thing. Everything outside our sanctuary, the sights, the sounds, even the smells, all says Christmas is here right now. Red and green decorations adorn towns and homes. Popular secular holiday music fills stores, gas stations, and people's playlists. However, inside our sanctuary, in God's house, a different picture is painted. The chancel is draped in purple once again, the color of repentance. The sound of our prayers, hymns, and chants are hopeful but penitent and pensive. For the baptized, the celebration of Christmas has not yet come. You see, we are waiting and we are praying. Now, our waiting and our praying, it doesn't have anything to do with supply chain issues. No, our waiting is for someone else to come. We're waiting and praying for the return of Christ Jesus. He whose coming was foretold for centuries and beheld in Bethlehem will come again. And just as he said, he will come as we saw him go. Until that day, we wait and we pray. And so today, on the first Sunday in Advent, we do not gather at the manger in Bethlehem, eager to behold the Christ child in his newborn light. Instead, we gather at the gates of Jerusalem, and we join our voices to the eager crowd of Palm Sunday, crying out, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! You see, our attention is not focused on the incarnation of Christ so much, that is, his coming in the flesh. No, on the first Sunday in Advent, we focus on the ultimate purpose of his coming, his journey to the cross, where he will be pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. On the cross, he goes to bear the chastisement that brought us peace and endure the wounds by which we are healed. Rest assured, we will get to Bethlehem. We will get to St. Luke's beautiful account of the Blessed Virgin Mother and God-fearing Joseph. We will fear, we will wonder, and we will rejoice with the shepherds who gazed upon the wondrous angelic choir that night. We will worship alongside the Magi, and we will sing the prophetic words of Simeon. With hymn and chant and high thanksgiving, we will praise our incarnate God and King, He who is God of God and light of light, but not yet. For now, dear saints, we are in a time of purposeful, prayerful waiting. You see, everyone outside God's house is in a hurry. There's a lot of hustle and bustle, rushing to check all the boxes on all those different to-do lists, make sure nothing is forgotten and everything is perfect. But you see, we, we're not in a hurry. We've been waiting about 20 centuries for the return of Christ the King. And so we continue to wait with patient, joyful expectation and hope. For at the appointed time, he will come and save us from the ever-impending destruction that this world is, well, bringing on itself. We wait and we worship without hurrying, singing together with joyful hearts and receiving the true gifts of Christ Mass, gifts that cannot be eaten by moths or destroyed by dust. And neither must these gifts be returned because, well, you know, they don't fit or they just don't seem to satisfy. 
Not at all. As God's baptized people, we ponder anew and we glory at God's kingdom and its glorious king. We watch and we ponder as Jesus rode just like Solomon upon a donkey. His coming into Jerusalem was marked by loud hosannas, the waving of palm branches, and of course those eager cheers. Christ is praised as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the Lord God Almighty, the Lord God of Sabaoth, that is, the Lord God of the heavenly hosts. Indeed, He, this, is our very Savior, the Savior of our fallen race. This is He who would be crucified for us, die for us, rise again in victory for us, and then give us all the gifts of His cross by grace in word and sacrament. This is He who will come again and recreate all creation for us. You see, on that Palm Sunday in Jerusalem, as Jesus approached the city of David, he was greeted with jubilation and with joy. And dear saints, on that great and glorious day of his return, we also will sing hosannas without end to our God and our King. We will hail him who has triumphed over sin, death, and the devil, and we will never, ever again be separated from him. We will be raised from our graves, having been given resurrected, glorified bodies, resplendent like his, that shine with his light new flesh, even as Christ our Lord has given us his flesh as the guarantee and down payment for all this, his new creation. You see, the incarnation of Jesus Christ, it's the most wondrous and truly beautiful thing that this world has ever witnessed. And this is not because of the heavenly choir of angels who sang at his birth, nor is it because of his natal star, which shone over the city of David. This is not because of the beautiful picture of the Virgin Mary with child or the blessed Holy Family. You see, Christ's incarnation is the most wondrous and truly beautiful thing this world has ever witnessed, precisely because, well, this world was made holy. As the Lord of all stepped forth from his pure and kingly hall to save us. In that lowly manger, the word made flesh came forth into fallen and this fallen and corrupt world to fulfill what the Father's ancient promises were. That is, to save us, to send the seed of woman who had crushed the head of Satan. The long-promised Messiah did not come to simply preach and teach and perform miracles and heal people of disease, although those are wondrous things. You see, Jesus came to save poor, miserable sinners like me and like you from eternal damnation. And he did this by becoming the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, as John proclaimed. You see, Christ the King is a ruler who dies for his subjects and then proclaims the absolution of the world from his throne. That is, the throne of his cross. The same Almighty King and Savior he has promised, and he always keeps his promises. He has promised to return again and raise humanity from the grave and take all those who believe in him to his eternal paradise. You see, King Jesus has defeated the old evil foe. He has removed the sting of death. And he has reconciled God and man through the shedding of his holy, precious blood. And if that isn't enough, our loving King, he continues to give himself to us as he advents, as he comes to us in his word and sacraments, in his blessed Holy Supper. So as we take time to ponder and meditate on the events of Palm Sunday on this day, we see the Darkness of Good Friday lies paradoxically behind us, whereas we would typically say, here it comes. As we think about Christ's incarnation on Christmas, when he came forth to dwell among us, to tabernacle among us, we are also then reminded of Easter, when he came forth from the tomb in order to bring us to the Father for all eternity in peace. 
With the Jerusalem crowds on Palm Sunday, we cry out and hail the Son of David as the King of Israel. An Israel, a true spiritual Israel that transcends race, ethnicity, and political borders. For the true spiritual Israel includes both Jews and Gentiles. This Israel is not occupied by its enemies or ruled by imposters, but rather this true spiritual Israel, it extends to the heavens and it reaches unto all eternity. You see, its king is Christ, the Savior, the one long prophesied and promised since Adam's fall. It is this king and savior who assures us that because of his crucifixion, burial, and resurrection, we will not perish but we will have eternal life, for he himself is the resurrection and the life. As we listen to the hosannas of the crowd in the reading this day, we are reminded that our Lord comes to us again and again in every divine service. Our humble king comes to us under the humble forms of bread and wine, which calls to mind his humble birth in Bethlehem, a town whose Hebrew name means house of bread. Our king Jesus is from the house of the line of David a house which will have no end. God be praised. You see, as we gather on this first Sunday in Advent, anticipating the coming of, of Christmas with all of its light and all of its joy, let us also sing our hosannas, remembering that Christ's blessed mother said of herself, the Lord has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Dear saints, let us hail and extol this holy one in the manger who is also the holy one on the cross, the holy one who will return again. Let us worship the, whole, the, the holy name of this most blessed one who is coming again to create a new heavens and a new earth. Hosanna. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God which surpasses understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. To you, O Lord, we lift up our souls, and in you we put our trust. Do not let us be ashamed of our hope, but come quickly. Sustain us by your Holy Spirit, that we may have joy at the advent of Christ our Savior. Lord, in your mercy, be with your whole church, Lord, that as we wait for the coming of Christ our King, our hearts may be filled with his joy and our lips with his praise. Lord, in your mercy, look favorably on our parish and especially on our catechumens, that we may live sober lives, casting off the deeds of darkness as we wait for the revealing of our Savior from heaven. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, guard the schools of the church, especially Trinity Lutheran in Alma, Emmanuel Lutheran in Higginsville, and St. Paul Lutheran in Concordia, that in them your word may be taught in its truth and purity, and that Christ may dwell in the hearts of both teachers and students by faith. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, Behold our nation and its leaders, and protect our armed forces, taking them under your care and blessing. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the blessing of marriage, especially the 40 years of marriage that you have given to Doak and Cindy Nolker. We pray that you would bless and sustain them, O Lord. Keep them in your word and sacraments by your Holy Spirit, and increase their love and charity toward one another, even as you continue to draw them closer to you. Lord, in your mercy. Show compassion to the sick, the suffering, and those in need, especially Sam Falky, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips. 
Give relief to their pain. Increase their faith and grant healing and peace in accordance with your wisdom and your will. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Comfort those who mourn with your promises in Christ and fill their hearts with the peace that passes understanding. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, who came in your name to save us from sin and death. As he visits us this day with his body and blood under bread and wine, give us penitent hearts that worthily welcome his coming and rejoice in his gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Holy God, you declared that the days were coming when you would accomplish our salvation. And in your time you caused your son, the righteous branch, to spring up for David. By your grace, keep us joined as branches to Christ, that we might bear fruit until the day he returns in glory. For he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. 